Jill, what up, what up, everybody, man? It's your boy, Steven. Welcome to the very first episode of the Kickoff Podcast, uh, the Canadian Premier League Podcast. Uh, but to, because we haven't started the league yet, we're going to focus on international news. Today, I got a very special guest in the building. You know what I'm saying? Mr. TD. You're Day really one, know, fam. You're Day really one. Up, man. Day one, bro. <laughs> you really, you really out here. You saved, you saved me, man. <laughs> hey. Anything this guy oh, says is not, is not, uh, don't take it serious. You know what I'm saying? This guy is not going to be. Yo, this man saved my <laughs> life. I'm telling you guys. Like, you went. <laughs> without Steve, I wouldn't be here today. Just want to put Come that on, out. Guy. Come on, man. Stop lying to the people. Steve, I always tell you, I always tell him this. He saved my life, but he doesn't want to believe because it. Because of the way you're telling the story. That's not, <laughs> that's not a life saving story. <laughs> <laughs> you can't throw me under the bus and then compliment no. me. What is that? Um, I'm excited, bro. I'm excited. No problem, to be, man. I appreciate you, know? you uh, taking taking time out of your day to join us on here. Um, this is a new venture. Uh, we're gonna be covering. Uh, I have a list of the teams under the screen as people can see. Um, and we're gonna be covering. Well, I'm gonna be here. I don't know if TD is gonna be following the CPL's uh, third season. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> you're just mad. You're just mad because no, y'all don't but... have a team. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm. I'm I, I have to get. Yeah, a they team got Calgary, month. Edmonton, Hamilton, um, Toronto, Ottawa, Vancouver, uh, Halifax. Halifax. The people in Halifax. Yeah. Bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Halifax got a team and y'all don't, so it's a uh, it's in, it's interesting. Crazy, I'm excited, um, <laughs> but we've been following we've been following soccer internationally. Uh, I, I don't know if you're down to tell people what your team is right now, or you're just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> uh, that's very privileged information. I was just it's in it's in the English yeah, yeah. Premier League, and let's just say every time the season starts, it's at the top. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough it's a drop eh because it's, it's alphabetical it's, it's a drop it's a that's drop zone every season because you know you started the very, the very first game is like number one you're like yeah and then just watch it go down <laughs> oh man it's been a wonderful season for arsenal uh, fc um our theta out is a lot of people saying i'll be watching troops tv uh af uh tv um and, and and it's been interesting bro like the the conversations but in the last couple of weeks i think the whole soccer world the soccer universe especially english soccer um was brought together with an attempt to the breakaway the super league and we we when you, when the news first came out you hit me up and said you know what we got to do an episode about this and you're like yeah sure we'll set up a time but we didn't know <laughs> Yo, you, I don't even know you, if you call that an you attempt. You red, my G. That was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm red. Oh snap! It's the light, man. My guy is so red, bro. Light. Like, yeah, I, I, I know, I know. We say represent Arsenal, but I, I, th- I didn't think you're gonna take it that far. <laughs> bro, I have to rep my there team we go. There we I go. go. That's proper. You know this. <laughs> but yeah, so you're saying uh, Super League. Yeah, man, I was, say, I was saying we're going to talk about it, but, you know, that was not really much of an attempt because, like, 48 hours and it was yeah. shut down so quick. And <laughs> that was, oh, man, that was a, that was the weakest attempt off. <laughs> that was the worst power move I've ever seen in my life. That's all I, I can say. It was a good uh, idea, but I think they didn't factor in the most important aspect of it, which was the fans. Um, and without yes, the, 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 the cosign from the fans, I didn't think they, they because of the lockdown, I didn't yeah. think people were going to have that, that much of a push, but then we live in a digital world now. So we, all we got to do is mobilize online. you be the topic of the day and why everybody's trashing on yeah. you. Uh, but what was your initial thoughts on yeah. it? Like, what did you think about it when you first heard it before the shutdown and all this stuff? Like not. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. My initial thought on it by myself, like without outside influence, I was just enjoying it because like 
it was it's entertaining because we've just been playing soccer for years and years and then having the same league and same thing yeah. it, it became predictable so just from the onset i was just the entertainment value because as an arsenal fan right now we have nothing to play for maybe like europa league so i've been looking for something to excite me this was probably yeah. the most exciting thing i've do you heard th- in a do you while think arsenal's gonna fare well um, in, the, in the super league <laughs> oh man, oh, man. I, we're just gonna get destroyed every game basically i th- I don't know if we could have won a single game in that super league i mean like maybe one or easy. two but like this liverpool team is kind of we couldn't get liverpool. we're not we can't get relegated so you know we'll be like the cleveland cavaliers well lebron yeah or like like it's uh easy. you know um, but yeah, I was I was just excited by. I don't know if excited is the word to use, but like the whole thought behind it was exciting that you get to play like top league yep. opposition every day, every every week basically, right? So it's like yep. a blockbuster game every week, like Madrid, PSG, well PSG wasn't it, but like Barcelona stuff like that. So it's like El classical every, every week, day, yep. every every week, and. And that's the exciting part. And then there's always the the political part, which is like why they the motivations behind it. They're doing it for to make more money. And obviously they didn't involve even the players didn't know. Some of the coaches if not all the coaches didn't know about it. And they just kinda woke up and like, yo, we're having the super league. We have billions of dollars backing us up. JP yeah, Morgan, you yeah, know the yeah, bank, yeah. like the huge bank. JP Morgan was funding the whole thing. And like every team gets like 300 million. And I'm like, yo, these guys are just, they just don't <laughs> care. Like they're not going to tell anyone you just got to do. It's like disregard everyone and just do whatever they want to do. And then, you know, after thinking about it some more and hearing like getting some context in terms of like uh, yeah, exactly. the small clubs. And like uh, how the small, lower-level football yeah. is affected by this type of power move and all that type of stuff and the motivations behind it. I was more against it than... Um, but I was, I was... I'm one of those people. I don't really get too phased about it. Being an Arsenal yeah. fan, I've learned to <laughs> remove my emotions. You think Arsenal, they trained you guys well. <laughs> yeah, man. I... I had to remove my emotions from it. So I was just looking at it from an entertainment point of view and just the excitement around it, like the power moves, the political aspect. Mm-hmm. I was just enjoying it as a whole. And then I was waiting to see how this was going to end and I didn't have yeah, to I wait know. for that long, man. Uh, that was... <laughs> bro, that's and, and, and you know who was the first <laughs> to pull out, right? Like Chelsea and Man City. They were like, yo, we out because they're not here for the money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think... Yeah, because they have I auto think, money. Right? Uh, so, <laughs> so, so the structure of the, 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 the Super League, right? When Liverpool, Man United, no. Arsenal, um, Tottenham would have signed up, even if Chelsea and Man City didn't want to go initially, they'll feel like, okay, so Arsenal and Liverpool are guaranteed $300 million every single season and Tottenham and Man United in, in, in the league, yeah. right? That means... They have earned 300. So with the FFP, they're allowed to splurge all that money into buying bigger players, right? Facts. So, Facts. so, so that that yeah. basically, and that's where the argument with the rest of the teams, the league was. It's like, well, financial fair play means um, you can't just pump money into your club if you haven't earned it throughout the year um, to go and buy other players. So you have to kind of like you know c- cycle through. Mm-hmm the funds that you make and, and, and have sort of like a cap on how much you can spend, right? So so if you're earning $300 million oh, yeah. a year just for existing, because you don't have to qualify for this league, <laughs> it's not performance-based, right? The one season that Arsenal may get uh, relegated or Liverpool may get relegated, right? We, we back up next season because we just made $300 million anyway because we're still in the Super League, right? And that's kind of like where yeah. I, I kind of like, okay, this is kind of like messed up. But then, looking from the owner's perspective, I understood why they wanted to have a Super League, right? So, also in the pandemic where they haven't had any uh, uh, home games or 
like uh, uh, game day sales and stuff like that, right? Fans, uh, yeah. That's that, that's a huge hit for big clubs, right? Um, small mm-hmm. clubs may be like, yo, we we we're not making any money anyway, right? But <laughs> we good, <laughs> right? But for big we clubs, good, and, and <laughs> like the, the the ticket sales are like a huge chunk of what their overall revenue is, but it's pretty lump sum compared to other teams, right? So not getting that at all, and also um, the fact that UEFA, the winner of UEFA gets about $100 million, right? And that's after you yeah. go through <laughs> all the best teams in the world. You risk all your players getting injured. Like, look at yeah. Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich was, going, was flying, and then um, Lewandowski yeah. got injured on international duty, and then, they, and then they got knocked out of the league, right? So that's $100 million that they, they can't make anymore. Right, so mm. if they were to find a way around having to depend on UEFA or competing in that league to actually make the hundred million dollars, like you know what, you're guaranteed three hundred million just to exist. I'm like, why not? If I'm an owner of a team that's being invited, yeah, I'm like, why the hell not? Right, but then you also got to look at the flip yeah. side of the other teams now who have been looking forward or teams that are getting big, especially in England. Right now, we have. Um, West Ham was fourth for the longest time. Now it's like fifth, I think. And then Leicester is third, right? Mm-hmm. They're not invited. You know what I'm saying? So what happens next <laughs> season when Liverpool and Arsenal get that $300 million and they buy all these players, they literally – so yeah. it, it kills the local <laughs> football, and I had not looked at it that way, right? I was – Yeah. I, I, I have I, no I, idea. I, I don't watch I, – I, I'm not a local benefactor of, this, of uh, the Premier League. I don't benefit from it – like there's so many, yeah. there's so much economic benefit from the teams in those countries because football is such a big part of life in Europe, right? So these Americans will look at it like, oh, this is soccer. If they did that here, people are like, yeah, because they do have franchise systems yeah. here in in most sports, right? Not they don't have relegation in NBA or, or the NFL, right? Or I don't I don't know about the hockey league, but I don't think they have they have relegation there, right? <laughs> 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 I don't know. What are you they don't, to they say? don't really get teams, right? So their their structure of sports is totally yeah. different. It's more profit based, right? Compared yeah. to the the relegation and competition based structure of Europe and the rest of the world, right? So when those owners go there, they're looking like, yo, let's just have a franchise system here so we can make the most money like they do in the NBA. And all the owners are like, yeah, let's do it. But then the fans are like, yo, what are you guys doing? You can't do that. Because this. Yeah. Even if you. Yeah, even if you look at like the the format of the tournament of like uh, yeah. the league, it was sort of like NBA, where like was the top three teams or whatever get to like do like a playoff type of mm-hmm. situation, and then uh, we get a champion at the end of the of the season. So I think they were leaning towards that. I think at some point, like if they went through with this, they were gonna like like Premier League matches weren't going to be as much of a priority Definitely compared not. to like a super league matches. I feel like the super league was going to eventually integrate into the main league. Yeah. Because, you know, because and those uh, teams are the biggest following, right? That was the entry system. If, as long as you got the yeah. biggest following, then you get all the people who are watching these games, watching them. Right. It's like, who's going to watch Derby yeah. versus, uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Like, yo, I'm not watching none of that. Right, you know, yeah, it's kind of like you know, like Europe, it's kind of like um, like the United States in a way. So, because like you can just travel from country to country, sort of. It's kind of like you have uh, they have like the euro, which is like a currency you can use in any country yeah. and stuff like that. So, if you look at it that way, it'll just be like um, different. Uh, regions of the United States of so like so you can like say if if like England and that side of Europe will be like the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference and then uh, and then like um, Spain and that side of Europe will be like the Western, um, yeah. Western Conference it will be sort of like that and it could still um, and then you just bring in like the best clubs instead of just having like um East and West, uh, you you integrate them together, and uh, I think that was the format they were going for, and 
Yeah, but you know the funniest part is like the president of this whole thing, the Florentino yeah. Perez. Like <laughs> he's like the he's like a Spanish dude, <laughs> and he's like in bed with all these American dudes trying to steal like football away from the fans. I'm like, dude, this dude's nah, a snake. He's the biggest snake. <laughs> the the president of uh, Real Madrid, right? He's a. And that's where, like, I said, I understand where the owners are coming from, right? It's like, yeah, UEFA is not is not not innocent in this situation, right? (laughs) Neither is FIFA. They have scams. They have like even when they introduced FFP and Chelsea had come up, like when when was it Ibrahimovic bought Chelsea, right? And they and just bought players, and they became like a contender for years, right? But they they weren't they, yeah. they didn't come up the same way like most of these teams did, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah, Chelsea came out. Of, Man City, yeah. the same thing, right? Huge oil money <laughs> yeah. investment, and then next thing you know, you're buying the best players and you got the best team. That's like literally running through everybody. I was watching the game today, Man City versus um, uh, PSG. We're gonna we're, we're gonna talk <laughs> about that incident later on. But so uh. when you ever put in those those those, those limitations with FFP now, that means. A team like Burnley can't just have the guy who owns Spotify uh, go buy Burnley and then invest all the money in there and then just start bringing players to Burnley. And now Burnley is the best team in the league. They can't do that yeah. anymore if they want to go to the Champions League, right? So that's kind of – it's not fair to me if everybody else did it. <laughs> so yeah. – and, and and they also take – it's like cutting out the middleman. If these teams – if these uh, uh, big teams in the, in the league – had their own league where they were actually the founding members and they they cut out the shares how much they were going to make and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There's no UEFA to come and take a big chunk and then give you a prize. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that makes sense from a UEFA from a is, business perspective. It makes sense. But then it's not the best. Yeah, from... from yeah, definitely. I think UEFA is, is not... In, no one is innocent in this. It's, it's very murky, murky waters. So you don't... It's like UEFA has been doing scams and legal stuff for years now like and uh fifa is the same and even like the thing like the if we go on uh their policies like if you do match yeah. fixing like uh kieran yeah. trip here he got like a nine game suspension or something like that and then like for racism you get like two games it's like dude <laughs> You you racially abused. This is more serious than like just like uh, match fixing, where you tip off your your mate. You're like, uh, I may or may not be playing in the game tomorrow, so don't put money on me or whatever, something like that. So what he did was, um, what did he do? Karen Trippier. Karen Trippier, yeah. He he told one of his mates um, that he was getting transferred to uh, Atletico, right? I think so. And then I guess there was a parlay on some betting site. And then he put money on it and made a whole a chunk of money, right? And then they investigated that so intensively that they eventually found the evidence to ban Kieran Trippier. But like things like racism, yeah. they're just like... Uh, I think they understand the culture. Know. The culture. I mean, the culture of where they play. It's yeah. like if right now they, the Premier League is doing this whole uh, anti-racism thing, right? Um, they're they, yeah. they they're taking a step back to be like, well, we're not gonna stand here and let our players get uh, harassed online by the fans or whatever it is. Yeah. But then I think FIFA understands that the market that they play in, that's something that's dominant. Like, there's a lot more racism in Europe than people uh, I think. Yeah. And yeah, we've seen that with yeah. Balotelli throughout his career. Yeah, we've seen that with Samuel Leto when he was in Italy. We've seen that. Th- Almost every like exactly, good black right player. <laughs> I think Lukaku some was sort about of to racial out, like, abuse sometime earlier this year. I think. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, and um, even like Henri was talking about it. Like he was taking a corner kick, exactly. and people and spitting on him and, and stuff shit. like that. So, and and you find like the repercussions for that are like way less than like gambling, because match fixing, you, and stuff like th- that. Their product is soccer; it's not race. <laughs> so when you mess with their product, yeah, you know that's when they come after you. <laughs> they, they they're coming after song. you, right? We, yeah, had, we had Liverpool had that same scandal in the early, is it late eighties and early nineties, where there was like a whole match fixing scandal, and like most of the first team had to get banned for a couple of years, I think. 
Liverpool. Yeah, these guys are winning. <laughs> uh, let's not get it. They were winning. The history they were of winning. Liverpool, Remember man. Bruce? Bruce Grobler and them? Yeah. <laughs> they got caught up in that scandal in the 80s and 90s, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And Bruce Grobler, the, yeah, the witch doctor, yeah, yeah. did. The guy who brought us <laughs> the Premier League. <laughs> did, uh, the Sangoma. But dude, that shit worked. That shit worked when you removed this yeah. whatever he did to you People guys. Like, you guys lied. <laughs> right after that, we were like, "Yo, what the hell is going on?" <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, just okay. So we did it. We did a quick rundown of the Super League. Uh, I do you think they're gonna come back? Do you think they're gonna come back more prepared? Do you think they're gonna bring more teams? Uh, in in. Do you think? I think. Uh, I think. I think. Because of the fan reaction, they're gonna have to be more transparent mm-hmm. with uh, with the uh, with the fans, with just the football world, basically. And and they're gonna have to collaborate somehow with UEFA, because UEFA is really weak siding them. Like they're not getting the appropriate amount of money they should be getting. Yeah. Like uh, like the big clubs and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I have a small clip here about that. What's his name? Um... Pep Guardiola, when he was talking about that, let me see if I got to the right. And said, okay, it's for the other one. Everyone make his own interest. When you talk about the Premier League, what do you have to do? Premier League look his interest. UEFA looks interest. Arriving that point, UEFA also have failed. Arriving that point, also, also the UEFA have failed. They have to communicate and be in touch before. So they have to clarify because I don't have all the information to give my opinion. But just for this step, why these ones can be there and the other ones, but the other ones could be there, the people would be happy. When we define this season in the most difficult season of the world for the COVID pandemic, we found to make five substitutions and every team look for himself, not look for the players, for himself. Don't say now it's for this big, big six. It's completely unfair for the, all the people working in this club this club in the toughest period, in the toughest period in the world, never never fire one one person hit and defend. Everybody suffering is struggling in this in this situation. And and all the clubs is suffering about about the budgets and everything. But they have to clarify. So they have to make in a statement real clear where I decide to do this step and after that the people are going to decide whatever the UEFA decide his business. Oh yeah. And will play international. He's a part himself. of. Yeah. Don't think about, for example, I put an example. So in the toughest period of the season, in the more important part of the season, in the more important part of the season, when we played ten months to win the titles and everything, Lewandowski was injured in international duty and cannot play the quarterfinal against PSG, will play international game for national teams. But UEFA decide to play there. But UEFA decide his business. He was thinking about Bayern Munich. And unfortunately, Levy was injured in Poland, uh, Andorra, and could not play the quarterfinals. When he was 10 months fighting and playing every single day. Irresponsibility for the big six, this one. Responsibility for Bayern Munich? No, it's for the UEFA as well. Why don't clarify it? But when we talk about that, they don't listen. Neither. Like the Premier League here. Everyone look himself. And that is the point. So, yeah, those are bars. That was on Sky Sports' interview. I think it was a pre-game. Uh, they were asked, they, 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 they know how like that week after the Super League came out, right? And that's the point that we are yeah. talking about earlier. It's like U- UEFA decides when to schedule Euro qualifiers, right? And mm-hmm. Euro qualifiers are, you're going to play like Honduras and all these teams that are not going to make it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> right? But you get called up to an international duty, you got to go. Right? And then when you get there and Lewandowski gets injured, like you said, 10 months he's been we're playing in the in, in the in the Champions League, right? Mm-hmm. And then the last four or five games left, he can't play anymore and the team gets knocked out. Right? And yeah. Bayern Munich now has to be like, "Yo, but the scheduling is trash." And that's where Klopp was talking it's about that horrible. in the beginning of the season about scheduling issues, and people were like, "Oh, Klopp is just crying because because it was Liverpool." We, I know that, but he was actually making sense. Like, yeah, if you just schedule, like, you're gonna play three games. Uh, 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 you're gonna have a game midweek, right? And then you have a game. Uh, um, what you call it? In the weekend, and you have another. Let's say you play a game on Wednesday. You play play on 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 Saturday. Then you play on. Thursday, and then you play on Sunday, and you come back play on Wednesday, right? 
which is what which is what most teams are doing mm-hmm. throughout the season. How many people have been conditioned to have that much uh, uh, intensity throughout their soccer career? It's it's it, they play yeah. once a week for the most part, and then they'll play maybe twice a week if they go into like Europa or UEFA. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's crazy because um, also like the squad numbers. Like they kept like everything constant. Like the squad numbers have, had to be constant. The substitutions were were constant in the Premier League. So like, um, instead of like having five substitutions um, throughout the match, they they kept yep. the three and increased the workload. And instead of having a bigger squad from the twenty three, I don't know if it's twenty three people. Maybe to make it like 26, 27, just to get more legs yeah. on the squad that can like participate. They 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 refuse to do that too. So at the end of the season, last um, season, they had like water breaks and stuff like that. But yeah, so like you find like um, the big clubs uh, playing in Europe. Um, some people are playing even three matches because remember there's there was FA Cup, exactly. Carabao Cup. <laughs> There was uh, UEFA Champions League, yeah. Premier League, oh, like so, like you're playing in five competitions in one season, and you still have the same squad, you still have the same number of substitutions. Eventually, players are gonna start breaking down, and you gave the example for Liverpool, right? Where um, Liverpool is like, a, is you guys are a good team, but you don't have that much depth in terms so, of like yeah. players. It's like the quality of of your starting eleven. And then going to your bench, it's, it like it's, a it's like the, there's a huge yeah. gap, there's a big drop there. So when you needed to like uh, have more legs, uh, more rest time for your players and stuff like that, clubs like yours, like Liverpool, would suffer more compared to like clubs like City, because that's what I put down City season two. Um, they were struggling in the beginning, but everyone started you know um, getting injuries yeah. and stuff like that. And then City have the biggest squad that have the most depth and like the bench players and the players on the pitch you don't really see that much of a difference in the quality right so they could afford to um do what we call pep relay i don't know if you play uh if you do no. fantasy premier league i should get okay on that. so basically <laughs> yeah so fantasy premier league basically so you pick your starting 11 and you have people from different teams and you can't really pick Manchester City players because you don't know who's going to play like every week right because their squad is so deep and okay. Pep makes so many that changes and stuff like that so um so, so that that's that's if you look at Manchester City when they have an injury like De Bruyne got injured but then Gundogan stepped up yeah, or Foden and like the quality they didn't have, they didn't is have the, the yeah Jesus, Jesus they didn't even have strikers season. right <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and but they but their squad is so deep it's 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 amazing and um yeah man like UEFA just interested in in their side of business and the clubs are now like yo we well, we've been playing to your song like for forever and ever like. We're gonna. We have the capital. We have the business people. We have everything. Let's make a move and let's see what you're gonna do, right? And obviously, the fans were feeling that. Uh-huh. I think without the fans, I, I attribute screwed. this move to the rise of digital platforms, right? Um, yeah. So, rise of Netflix, rise of Amazon, uh, Apple's uh, whatever digital platform, Apple, what's it called? Apple TV, YouTube TV. Um, right, and all these things. One of the people or one of the groups I had the most pushback with throughout this whole thing was the media, especially Sky Sports mm-hmm. and BT Sport, right? Because we're going to talk about the recent uh protests that happened at Old Trafford this week, right? <laughs> and yeah, the narrative that they're giving, they're like, oh, this is destroying local football and stuff like that, which is great, right? But it also, there's a business interest to it in the fact that the Super League and the way that they were planning to do it, I don't think there was going to be one specific uh, 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 contract that was going to be handed out to a specific company. I think they were going to find a way to actually use platforms like DAZN or like OneFootball and all these mm-hmm. like online soccer platforms 
to give these because then if you if if if, if exactly if you give TV the TV rights. rights to like mobile devices and people actually subscribe now instead of having one family subscribe to a TV channel you got five people in the house subscribe to the the the, the zone or you got five people now who are sharing yeah. a certain subscription and you have tiers for having sharing five screens and you, you know what I'm saying and you're not getting a buck for your money mm-hmm. on the viewership too right so would you go mm-hmm. and give Sky Sports the rights to stream the Super League Probably what does not. that mean for the Super League? Now they're stuck streaming Burnley and Watford all season. Now they're stuck. Sky Sports, yeah. Exactly. Their ratings will go and down. They're stuck streaming the B um, team for all these big to drop out. I'm not going to play the best. Like you're talking about the Pep Relay. Klopp is going to play Curtis Jones and like uh, Nico Williams and, and all, like those all those other kids. kids. Like Curtis Jones is good, but Nico Williams and all those other kids that, that come yeah. on to try and replace, but they're not the same side as Van Dyke and them, right? That's who's going to be playing on, mm-hmm. on on Sky Sports, and then all the Van Dykes and the Salas and all those guys are going to be playing on the, like you say, the Zone or whatever platform yeah. that Super League would have uh, ended up going to. So they had a business That's interest, it. but then they didn't come out and say mm-hmm. that that was why they were really pushing for it. So you see that now they're they're coming after the owners that try to do that. Right, so they they're yeah. weekly they're Honestly, criticizing owners. Like right now, we had the old Trafford thing that happened, and what mm-hmm. what did Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville say on on on, on their Sky Sports? Oh, we totally support the fans. Blah blah blah. There were people that were injured mm-hmm. in that in in that in that protest or riot, whatever it was. Stewards that were were bleeding. Right, mm-hmm. property was damaged. They were breaking. Not to mention it was yeah. illegal. So for you to come <laughs> on national TV and support that, right? That because. Glazer, mm-hmm. Kroenke, Henry from Liverpool, like FSG, and all those guys, they threaten the money for Sky Sports and all these media outlets. So what they're mm-hmm. going to do is they're going to try to paint them in most negative life anyway. So if they get replaced, get other people. That's that's my theory. And I think it's pretty uh, 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 shady for mm-hmm. Sky Sports and BT to be doing that. What do you think? I mean, yeah, there's definitely truth to what you're saying. Um we have to be um, careful because, like, the owners haven't been, like, the owners, I'll speak for my club, like, the Cronkies haven't been supportive enough uh, to our vision or to maintain the standards of the club. So there's that aspect where fans were already feeling like the owners um, don't really care yeah. about the club, right? So um, Sky Sports were definitely... Um, uh, Sky Sports and all those other media outlets were definitely protecting their own interests um, using the fans type the type the fans yep. emotions basically towards the owners. I feel like if the owners had been transparent with the fans from from the get go, like this is what's gonna happen, this is what we're trying to do. Here are the pros, here are the cons, here's what to expect, whatever stuff like that. Instead of just like super league tomorrow morning like you can't you can't just do i feel like if they were more transparent with what they were trying to do with the fans they would have had better success with the uh, with uh, the super league but um given the fact that their history with the fans is not good and now you just spring up this surprise that's why the out the the outrage was so um was Violent more in terms of manchester <laughs> was more violent yeah. generally like we right seen, we see um, arsenal protests uh, a couple of weeks ago uh it wasn't they didn't invade the pitch yeah. or, 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 pos- or postpone the game uh you can't you can't get the emirates fan <laughs> old trafford is like <laughs> a little 1800 stadium old is, it's got it's little freaking old trafford for a reason <laughs> <laughs> what do you think they call it old trafford oh, man. Man. it's called old trafford <laughs> They got those little, you know, those little pins Indeed. that you use at the end of the the, the the packaging of bread. That's what holding the locks over there, bro. Man, just be like, yo, man, get out of here, bro. Old traffic with a, <laughs> you can get it into old traffic with a staple. I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> but, um, what do you, th- yeah, you think of the protest uh, at Old Trafford? Um, disclaimer. Disclaimer is that I don't hey, like Manchester. I'm a United, Liverpool fan, so I don't have to say that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this is a disclaimer. 
So yeah. you can say whatever you want. But personally, I feel like the Glazers haven't been bad owners right. of Manchester United. The Glazers have owned Manchester United for 16 years. And was it 2005? And since 2005, how many Premier League titles have Manchester United won? A ton of Ronaldo Premier League titles. They, they would, yeah, they won mm-hmm. Champions League titles, Premier League titles and all that. The Glazers were in charge at that time. They were winning that stuff. Um, and when Sir Alex left, the inevitable happened. We knew yeah. this was going to happen, right? Because um, he was... He's, he was, I'll say, I don't like Manchester United, but he's the GOAT coach. As it stands right now, he's probably the greatest coach in, uh, in no, world no, football Premier ever. League. Right? Because Pep, Pep, in Premier Pep, League Pep football, is up there, yeah. bro. <laughs> Pep is coming, but then... But Pep is coming. He beat him got, a couple he's, times. He's got multiple titles Pep is in coming. different leagues, though. That's the thing. In different... Yeah, in the Premier League, Sir Alex is probably, and there was bound to be like a, like a downfall basically, where they were at the top and there was one way to go and that was down, and um, it just so happened, unfortunately, while Manchester United were going down, Manchester City, (laughs) their neighbors were going up, right? So now you know rivalry comes into it. I won't say there was with the if we move now to the protests. I won't say that there was an anger towards the Glazers and all that stuff. In terms of like, I won't say they were they were they clean. They they've been they haven't been bad owners. They haven't been the best yeah. of owners. Okay, I'll just say that. So there might be some anger. They haven't been the crunk uh, though. You know, they I haven't. Was, I was having a conversation so, with a friend of mine. He's a he's a Manchester United <laughs> fan yesterday, and. I had posted a tweet saying, oh, Manchester United fans were just mad because Man City is popping right now um, because Glazers have been there for 16 years and the Super League was weeks ago, so they wanted to have a protest. It's kind of like a delayed reaction to the Super League, right? And if this is like a, yeah. a combination of both, they had enough games between until this one to actually have the protest at Old Trafford or whatever it is, right? And he's like, well, think about it. When is like, when the last time we had a Ronaldo-esque uh, signing, right? They they had multiple signings. And, 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 and they had said, Memphis. Said Bruno. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bruno Pogba was probably Ronaldo's right. star exactly. at, at the time so, when so he was signed too. We're looking at Ronaldo now. That's not the Ronaldo that was, that was in Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo that was in Manchester was a role player. Well, yeah, he was a seventeen-year-old kid who exactly. just and he dribbled was a, a lot, player, right? And then he <laughs> went out to become this goal-scoring machine later on in his career, and then he moved to Real Madrid, where he created a, like a, a, a legacy. I don't think Ronaldo's legacy was solidified in Manchester, though. You know what I'm saying? It was started. It's it's part of his legacy, yeah, but, but I mean, like, most like, of his like, work. Like, yeah, like, you know. If you I know want to take prime Ronaldo, would you pick Ronaldo from from United or or from Madrid? Ronaldo won one Ballon d'Or at Manchester United, and he won. Was it four, three? How many Ronaldo, does he have? Like six. Four, he's, right? He has six. He has five yeah. Ballon d'Ors, right? He won one at United and won four at at, at 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 Madrid. So you can just see where most of his damage exactly. is done. Basically, he won three. But then I was looking three, at impact. Three Champions so, Leagues so in when a row. Players stuff talk like about that. oh, we haven't had a signing like certain person. I'm looking at the impact for your team, right? And what mm-hmm. um, Bruno Fernandes brought to United was way bigger than what Ronaldo brought to United at the time of their signing, which is different because Ronaldo was 17 and he was young, right? But in, in two seasons, he took United from being uh, a perennial like Europa League team. We knew they were going to Europa to a team that's second in the league right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? We knew that. You guys going to yeah, go fight in Europa. I definitely think um, the protests were uh, had a lot to do with the Glazers and the Super League, but they also had a lot to do with we don't want Manchester United to win this and uh, Manchester City to win this league on our watch. Basically, they were they were they were just having a t- yeah, tantrum was. basically, <laughs> and mixed with COVID and people have been indoors for so long and stuff like that. You know, they were just ready to get out there and and then. They broke into the stadium, which is like 
security risk because you don't know what people like there's people who support united and want the best for united and then they just people want to do yeah. bad things you know like that could have been easily a target for like yeah. a terrorist to plan like a bomb and stuff like that when you invade the stadium and then you have to do like a clean like, sweep that's why the match ended exactly. up being postponed because you have to do like a sweep of the stadium to see cool. if like yep. nothing was yeah everything's cool before we wrap up um, uh, we've been there for 40 minutes and uh we're gonna try to keep it uh short so we got about 20 minutes to go we okay. have had uh subpar performances for more clubs right throughout this season i mean mm-hmm. for you maybe a couple seasons now <laughs> <laughs> it's, yo, that's not subpar bro that's the standard for all us right? and <laughs> i feel like it wouldn't be right for us to trash and all the teams are actually coming out and saying exactly what's happening or how we feel uh we have come to this point as teams so i mean you can go first and speak on arsenal with arteta and Kronke and and and, and i mean we had a conversation sure. before the season started <laughs> when you guys signed Obama to a three-year contract. <laughs> Ob- Obama Yang. Let's say Obama. My <laughs> bad. <laughs> my glug. Okay. You remember that conversation we had? What did I tell you? Yes. Yes, I did. You said that he wasn't a good signer because he's bas- he's like old, basically, and like he could have given that money to sign a uh, younger player and stuff like that. How do you like feel that about old, that take you know? right now? Just after it. after the season you've had right now here's what i think i think obama has had a very mm-hmm. bad season for his standards and there's been a lot of factors uh into his into his performance um injuries and then the fact that his mom had been sick fighting i think covid yeah. for quite a long time you know, when your parent is sick, you can't really yep. keep your head in the game. And uh, and uh, he re- he's just been on and off injured or he just had malaria like recently. So he's recovering from there's that. African, um, there's, a, there's, a, there's an African he has, like, sangoma coming after him, bro. Somebody's upset with yeah, him. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just been yeah. one thing after the other. With that being said, he's from his, for his standards, he's I, I still see him as a world-class player, and I'm going to mm-hmm. judge him by those standards. Obviously, this season, he hasn't been world-class. But then, by his standards, I think he's had a poor season, and some of the opportunities he's been getting, he's been he's been missing, are, like, unacceptable. And also, if you look at his pace, even his pace, like the pace that he had he's when older. he came to Arsenal <laughs> and the pace now that he has, he's... That's- He's way, he's way, he's not way slow, but he's, he's, he's lost the take. He gets slower. That's how it Um, works. Unless you're LeBron. With that being said, I'm willing to forgive everything if we win this Europa League. If he can put up, we need two Mm. performances from him. (laughs) If he could do that for us. I mean, he's at 10 goals in the league, which is, which is like mid-level striker, which is, yeah. But he's usually like a 20, <laughs> 20 goal yeah. a season type of guy. So, yeah. Um, but Arsenal as a whole, um, I think the club's been neglected for a long time. And Austin Wenger was doing a way better job than we gave yeah. him credit for. And hey, you can only see that. You can only see Hold that on. when. when, uh, when I got to give you a round of applause for that <laughs> one, man. Yeah. You said what? Well, say one more time. Arsene Wenger um, doing what? <laughs> a way better job than we gave him credit. Yeah. Right? Because he got us into Champions League over and over with subpar players and uh, a weak budget, basically, compared to all the other um, clubs. With that being said, he... If Arsenal needed to move forward, because he was just keeping us in the same place, Arsenal needed to grow. He had to go, basically. He had to go, and some new blood came in. Emery, you know, you know what happened. He was in and out. Good evening and all that stuff. <laughs> then, then Arteta came in, which is um, the trend now. The young, passionate, enthusiastic manager. You know, that's what people are now going for. And um, I can see an identity yep. in how we want to play. Is um, 
the main questions I have about Arteta is like his game management, so like substitutions, stuff like that, and uh, picking lineups, Ceballos. stuff like that, and yeah, his lineup selection is quite questionable, and like when he when you when you sell one of your left backs and you're left with one left back who's injury prone, you know, like. Now we're playing, we don't have a left-back. Like, Tierney is a world-class, I think, world-class left-back. If not world-class, just a tick below. He's really good, my point, but he's, he's injury-prone. So stuff like that, right? And then you you send Kolasinac off and you don't replace them. Stuff like that. And, like, Ozo, we had him for a while and we didn't even play him. And the team was crying out for a number 10, right? So even though we wanted to ship him out, we could have just, you know, used him for a bit um ninth is very unacceptable uh anyway we're ninth in the in the league and that's unacceptable and i think the only thing that should be that should save arteta's job is if we win the europa league and right now we're down a goal we have that away goal but we're down a goal and on thursday i hope they pull it out the bag and I think that's the only thing that can... Because if you look at Arteta and Lampard, the only difference is Arteta has an yeah. FA Cup. Also, Lampard also, is gone. Also, look at what Lampard Chelsea got did like now. $200 million to spend doing a, a transfer window. So he got a boost. Fair. He got a boost. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's that's fair. Um, we, we need to see... The owners need to show us that they are backing the club. Or I'm excited about this Spotify guy, Daniel Ek. If he, he's an Arsenal supporter and he's bringing on the Invincibles, you know, um, that would be my ideal situation. I would still keep Arteta at the end of the season, though, um, if he wins the Europa League. Caveat. If he wins the Europa League, he can stay. If we lose the Europa League, mm-hmm. if we make it to the final and we lose like 1-0, or we put in a performance, you know, we deserve. Like, if I can see some hope, some light at the end of the tunnel, we can stay. Because I how like the season started, how though. You guys we have winning that fake up, right? So it's kind of like, it's, 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 yeah. it's like you win those so games. I like, and I then like, you go to like the league in performance for you yeah. to go to actually competition that people want to go to. And they start bottling it. Then yeah. Yeah, that's not, that's not what I, I yeah. I, I definitely think he does, he, he doesn't have the players that he, what he needs. To, to implement a system, but you can see an identity in how Arsenal's playing compared to when Emery was there, where it was anyone's guess yeah. what was happening. Um, but for a club like Arsenal, ninth, I can't defend ninth, right? If we go ninth and no trophy, how yeah. how does he keep his job? That's my question, right? Not. Um, I- I'd de- I'd like to see him stay, but I I love the I fact that you guys him. have uh have someone to 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 point a finger at, right? Because, well, in, in my in my perspective, with the performance Liverpool has put up this season, um, Klopp has come out and gave his reasons to scheduling and all this stuff like that. Um, we definitely had like serious injuries from uh Van Dyke and all those guys, but we had an opportunity in January. To actually bring on people that mattered, or people that actually replaced, or actually were competent in defense, and have Fabinho and Henderson go back in to midfield, because then that was a breakdown for the season. It's like mm-hmm. you lost the two center backs or three with Matip, right? Gomez, Matip, and Van Dijk. You lost them, and then we had Henderson and and Fabinho mm-hmm. in defense, who are midfield players, and then we had people who had we don't have that same impact in midfield replace him in midfield, which actually broke down the whole thing. So we weren't conceding a lot of goals, but then the creating of chances wasn't as par as where it was. And then the front three um they were terrible. And <laughs> and we had Yota. Diego Diego Yota came in and, and, and yeah. he he was doing great. And then he got injured in a game that I think didn't he didn't have to play. Is this a Michelin game? In, 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 in the away game in uh, the last game of the group stage. And he was out for like two months. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and and I'm like, that's where like the blame goes to Klopp, and be like, well, I mean, those are the games that you want to have Curtis Jones and like you know the other young guys 
if you've won the the, yeah. the, the, the group stage, you've won the you're, you're on top. Even if the best team win, the next team wins, you don't have to win that game, right? So he was complaining about yeah. uh, having um, too too much of a tight schedule, but when he had the opportunity to rest his players and just pick other people to just maybe just throw a game so you can save your team, he didn't. He had his players playing, mm-hmm. and one of his best players at the time got injured, which added on to this, the thing. We were first at 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 at, the, at Christmas time, right? And mm-hmm. we just been it's been we haven't been able to score for the for for, for like an open play goal for like two months. <laughs> that was you know what I'm saying. <sighs> you guys were missing. We had chances, like, yes. had chances. Then, that's what I'm saying. So like confidence was gone, and that's why I'm saying we don't really have a specific. Thing to be like, yo, that was that person's fault. We have world class. Stri- I mean, Salah has twenty goals this season, uh, third season with twenty goals, mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> which is so he, so he's he's performing to his standard, right? But then Firmino and Mane. Firmino mm-hmm. is six. He's our number nine. He has six goals this season. Mane was playing the left wing. Uh, has has eight nine. goals, right? Eight. And. Which is which is better, which it's, is worse than Obama. It's worse than Obama. <laughs> but then like, we, those guys need to be fired. Like we had a season where Salah had like twenty goals and Mane had eighteen, and Firmino had like twelve or something like that. Because we understand why he doesn't have to be the guy scoring all the time because he creates for these guys. But then they're creating what even yeah. like the passes in the in the final third. Because now and that's where that aspect of them not scoring, I, I attribute it to the fact that teams knew that we don't have that strong much of a defense. Or a, a solid midfield, so they don't have to press Liverpool. You just gotta sit back, right? And yeah. when they sit back, we don't. We are a counter team. Like that's what the team was for for the seasons that we were winning. It was always counter attack goals. It was always a uh, 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 high press when the teams are coming out and they're trying to go score. If you watch every single Liverpool game all this season, it's like we're playing the same team over and over again. Everybody sits back. It's like five players in defense, right? And they have like one guy standing up there w- waiting for a chance. And they'll play till 90, 85 minutes, and we'll probably score one goal. And then we'll, we'll like, I think it's a Leicester game. We, we, they scored in like from the 78th minute, and they end up winning like 3 1. We will, we, we're up 1 nothing. So we'll score one goal, and they'll just defend the whole yeah. time and hope that we crack at the back because we don't have, we have Nat Phillips and uh, Ozan uh, Kabak. Yeah, definitely. If you go from Van Dyke you know to what I'm Nat saying? Phillips, so, right? Uh, so, so that's what, like, yeah. <laughs> when teams, because we're, we were champions, right? So when teams are playing you, they're going to give you their best every single game all season. So I think that's what people attributes to a lot of Liverpool's performance is the fact that all the players, like, yo, they don't have the defense. They don't have the Van Dyke or, or Gomez who are going to be solid back there, all right? So Trent and, 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 and Rob Robertson, when they go up, <laughs> we are vulnerable. So now they have to stay in defense, but they're yeah. the main supply for our, our goals. And also, also people, a player like Trent needs a Virgil Van Dyke to, 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 to cover to like be there to know like even if I like go up, I know like yep. my back is covered because he he's more of like a like a player who has mm-hmm. to express himself type of thing. He's not like you go do this type of player. He's more like exactly free flowing and. Get crosses in, attack, you know. Um, but the only criticism I have about Klopp, right, was um, some he was somewhat stubborn to an extent. When you got all these injuries, he he had so much faith in the system that he tried to plug holes with players instead of looking at the players you have and realizing maybe these players won't suit the system. Let me try and change it up. Let me let me play Salah at at the nine. Or something let me let me play a back three or something like that. Experiment oh, with something. Because you went like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying like but you went like um so many games where he yeah. was doing the same thing and, and you're and, getting slapped. And you're like, okay, try something new, and the, bro. And, and like, the crossing. You know, and the crossing experiment. Into- Crossing into Salah, Mane, and Jota is ridiculous to me. Because you got Maguire, <laughs> you so got small. the goalkeeper was 6'2", you got all these guys in the box. Like all the, Most yeah. of the defenders are tall guys, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. Jota got a, got, got a head, nice head against Arsenal, so, I mean, I'll give him that. <laughs> Jota can actually <laughs> jump. He, he went 
we didn't he score like three goals yeah. in a row with headers. Like he went on international duty, scored mm-hmm. a couple headers too. He's actually quite I, good in the air, I, but I, Salah. I give you credit Mane, for that one. I think they, they we could have uh, uh, changed up the tactics because so I'm saying like. We say every team is playing the same against us. That's because we're playing the same against every team. So we so we become predictable. Against every right? team. So yeah. you'll see like the Newcastle game last week. Uh, was this last week or two weeks ago? Um, when exactly, Joe Willock. Just- right? We literally had that game in the bag. But with so many chances to put that game away. And I don't understand how Salah and Mane were not, make, were not scoring those chances. For me, it's like I'm watching. I'm like, yo. There's got to be something psychological that's going on at the club that's preventing these guys from performing. Yeah. Because even when they do have the chances, like when Money was 1v1 the goalkeeper, all he had to do was tap it in and he tried to go around the goalkeeper. And I'm like, what are you doing? Salah side yeah. nets like an like, like open goal, right? And I know this thing. So it's, it's, it's frustrating to watch. But then there's also like the aspect whereby I do appreciate this squad because they just delivered the trophy. So I can't really snap at them like that <laughs> you gotta really go in on them i can go in on Arsenal. <laughs> for the ch- i've been able to shit. talk smack on instagram <laughs> i stopped doing that halfway through the season because this guy started tra- <laughs> they're like oh man. Yo, i was you going off, bro. I, was, I was i was twitter fingers After every game i, I just go fingers, to your man. Seat, man. right now i'm just like yeah, i hope people remember what talking smack in the beginning of the season <laughs> but yo yeah. man nah we we're um we're at 56 minutes right now uh thank you for joining us man uh we gotta we gotta do this more we gotta come back here i want you to kind of follow this uh cpl man i think it's i think it's got some some legs to it we gotta we got the world cup coming to the united states and canada in 2026 um i feel like that attention and and, and even the infrastructure development around that is gonna uh, affect a lot of these clubs that are coming and actually bring a good kind of league so that's why i think we sh- we should kind of like you know focus on that because it, it, it if they started making whatever decisions they want to make as fans especially because we're here mm-hmm. we have no impact on that you know what i'm saying we just we're just yes. gonna go on twitter and say whatever we're gonna go on these platforms but i feel like right. if we support <laughs> our own product i think that'll be really really good but i mean you don't have a team so <laughs> i have to find a team man i've started watching Definitely. I'm split. I'm um, split between I'm, Edmonton and Hamilton because you know I got to rep the 905 full day, but I, I'm uh, out here. So, but Hamilton's really good, and Edmonton is where I live right now. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might just have to go bro, with the dynasty. Whoever's good at that. That's, <laughs> that's and that's where you get. That's where you get smacked up because then you you like the Invincibles, yeah. and that's the only season. That was like us for me, man. <laughs> the I, only I was talking shit at school, fam. Like, <laughs> I was talking shit. Now, bro, <laughs> the, the tables on. flipped on me. Yeah. Real quick. What'd you say? <laughs> I said I was talking yeah. shit in school, man. Invincibles, uh, I was just gold, all that stuff. But I, then I, that's Liverpool too. That's the, the season. The season that I like <laughs> Liverpool, they they went to the Champions League and then they won the Champions League. Right, that was my first season actually watching. I'm like, yo, this is really good. And that was it, bro. Like, we would have, like, good players like Torres, Suarez, and all these guys. But, you know what I'm saying? Until Klopp came and gave us these amazing three seasons that were, I mean, uh, we went to Champions League final back-to-back, 1-1, won the Premier League. And yes. then and it's like, God, do, it, do I have another 30 years to wait? Do I have another 30 years to wait? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Uh, no, nah, I, I think you'll be in the mix for the next. Until... Um, as long as club is there, I think you'll be I in and around. Leave because he's, 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 he's a nonsense. good coach. I don't know, man. As long as you have club there, he's created a, yeah. a culture. You know, culture sometimes is more important than having players and buying the yeah. most expensive players. Like Liverpool is just it's a good team, man. And you have like the right mindset. Arsenal has a bunch of weak-minded <laughs> players, like. Every time we get close to some success, like, they just fumble. We, we get destroyed. We ain't really supposed in to the... be here, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, they just <laughs> yeah. But yo, uh, you're gonna plug. I'm gonna give you a chance to plug uh, your social media where people can find you and all that stuff before we wrap up. Right, and um. Tadiwa Nashi Zuda. So it's Tadiwa Zuda. Yeah. So um, 
there's gonna be more stuff coming through you know i'm trying to get onto that youtube make that funny yeah, money already you know That's and um <laughs> yeah man i'm get with the with the <laughs> tell us bro i hate that <laughs> that was a joke oh man anyway yeah man i'm just gonna be posting some some of my stand-up on there and i'm trying to get this career to kick off hopefully when stuff opens i'll be spamming hey, send, everyone s- with s- s- send time. it over bro we'll, we'll we'll spread the word bro and uh what you call it uh feel free to hit us up whenever you got something to plug when you got something going on man we will always be here we'll have td tadiwa zuda joining us today thanks bro <laughs> all right man stay blessed steve thanks for having me man <laughs>